Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's your boy, Giant Clutch, talking about the latest sports news and giving hot takes and the sports that I love. Now, obviously, everyone's been a buzz about the Anthony Davis trade rumors the last couple of days, me included. I dove into it in my last podcast when the news first broke out. Pondering about it the last couple of days, there are two points about this I would like to make here. Number one, the Pelicans should be in no rush to make this trade because, honestly, they have no reason to. Now, the Lakers have every reason to, to rush this trade. I understand why they would, because right now they have no competition in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, because right now Boston can't make a deal for him due to the Rolls rule in the NBA collective bargaining agreement. But I don't see why the Pelicans would want to rush a trade here. Whatever the Lakers are going to offer them for Anthony Davis, they can get in the offseason when the Celtics are in the mix here. They can see what the Celtics are offering along with the Lakers, and the Celtics can offer a very good package. They can have up to four first-round picks in this upcoming draft. And who knows, maybe they throw in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And another team that can possibly get into this is the New York Knicks. New York Knicks are reportedly trying to get into the Anthony Davis sweepstakes as well. And who knows, if they win the draft lottery, they can have the number one pick. Maybe the New Orleans Pelicans will be interested in basically trading Anthony Davis for Zion Williamson. Even just say if the Pelicans are saying, well, we, we still like the Lakers offer best, you don't know what you're going to think a couple months from now when those offers are on the table. You're not in the middle of the season. The front office will have a lot of time to sit back and think about what they really want to do. Another reason they should wait is because when you have all those teams trying to trade for one player, you can turn it into a huge bidding war between all of them. You can possibly get more than what you thought you would get for Anthony Davis. Just say, for example, the Lakers are calling up the Pelicans and they're saying, hey, we'll give you Kuzma, Ball, uh, Lance Stevenson, first-round pick, and Zubac for Anthony Davis. Just say the Pelicans want Ingram on top of that. Well, they can just hang up the phone and say to Magic, well, I guess we'll talk to the Celtics and Danny Ainge and see what they think and see what they're going to offer us. I bet you any money, you know, the Lakers could cave and say, you know what? We want Anthony Davis, so let's throw in Brandon Ingram and maybe even another first-round pick because there is no way that the Lakers want to lose out on Anthony Davis to another team. Another point I would like to make here is that it seems that Kyrie Irving's decision this offseason will be a big influence on what Anthony Davis wants to do because obviously the Celtics won't trade for Anthony Davis if he's not going to sign a long-term deal with them. And I don't see Anthony Davis wanting to sign a long-term deal with the Celtics if Kyrie Irving leaves. If Anthony Davis goes to the Celtics then, He'll be the only true star on the team. But, I mean, it still wouldn't be that bad of a situation. He'll have Jason Tatum with him, some other good pieces. But it definitely wouldn't be as enticing as it would be if Kyrie Irving was there signed long term. And Kyrie Irving, you know, what I've been hearing lately is that he's made up pretty good with LeBron. So he could possibly decide who the Lakers. And the Lakers do have the salary cap money to fit LeBron, Kyrie Irving, and Anthony Davis. And honestly, to me... For the Lakers, this trade would not will not be worth it if they don't land a third star along with LeBron and Anthony Davis because they're going to be giving a lot away for Anthony Davis. They're going to be basically giving up the house. Like I said before, the Pelicans should squeeze out the Lakers for as much as they can, and that could mean getting Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma off the Lakers. So then the Lakers will be in a conundrum to whereas if they have just have Davis and LeBron, they'll be way too top-heavy. You'll need that third star. Whether that's Kyrie, as I just mentioned, or it could be even Clay or Kawhi Leonard. It'll be very interesting to see how this all turns out. This is definitely not going away. I, I really think that the Pelicans are not dumb enough to trade, make this trade right away. So I feel this is a storyline that will go into the offseason, whether people like it or not. And another thing, while I'm on the Pelicans, you know, I really want to commend them for their last game against the Rockets. 
what was really impressive to me was the game by Drew Holiday. He might have had the best 6 of 18 game from the field that I ever seen in my life. I mean, honestly, think about this. The game, just think about in the locker room what Alvin Gentry is telling this guy to do. It's tell him to run the offense for almost 40 minutes, and he has to guard James Harden. And he did a great job on James Harden. He was a big part in helping limited Harden. James Harden only shot 11 of 32 from the field. What was really impressive, too, six blocks for a point guard. That's incredible. He's really a player that doesn't give the notoriety he deserves, especially on a defensive end on the floor. And he really did prove it last year as well when he locked down Damian Lillard in the first round of the playoffs when the Pelicans swept the Trailblazers. I'm not really sure how the whole Anthony Davis situation will affect Drew Holiday. I don't know if the Pelicans will try to trade him, you know, and maybe just go with a full-blown rebuild, or if they do want to keep him for the remainder of his contract. But I feel he can be very helpful to almost any team in the NBA. He's a guard that can play both the one and the two. He's very great defensively. He can put up 20 a game for you and is a good playmaker for his teammates on the offensive side of the ball. Another thing I'm noticing lately with the Pelicans, especially from this game as well, was Jill Okafor with 27 points and 12 rebounds. Houston Rockets really didn't have an answer for him, and he's been playing very well lately. He's been averaging 20 and 10 in his last five games, and he's really starting to show why he was so highly touted in the draft about four years ago. So maybe he's ready to get rid of that bust label, and he could be a big part of the Pelicans' rebuilding plans with Anthony Davis on his way out. So a great game by the Pelicans on the road, especially considering all the trade rumors of Anthony Davis had to be a big distraction on the team, and they're undermanned as well. Of course, no Anthony Davis, no Julius Randle, no Nikolai Mirotic, and no Alfred Payton. That's four big key rotation players for them, and they came out on the road and got a win against a very good team. I want to switch to a completely separate topic here. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's free agency is definitely going to be a big storyline this offseason in the NFL. And I just don't understand why teams would throw a lot of money at a running back. Now, don't get me wrong, Le'Veon Bell is one of the best running backs in the league. He's definitely top five, and you can even say he's top three even when he's healthy. But it has been shown, especially recently, that running backs are very replaceable, and you can get them at low cost. I mean, for example, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers themselves. They replaced Le'Veon Bell's production very easily with James Conner. James Conner had a very good year. And even when James Conner went down, Jalen Samuels filled in very admirably for him. I also don't get why people say that Le'Veon Bell not being there was the reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers missed the playoffs. That wasn't the reason. Their offense was not the reason that they didn't make the playoffs. Their defense was the reason. That defense has not been the same since Ryan Shazier had that horrific injury. And we even saw that last year when they made the playoffs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles, of all people, shredded that defense. And I think there will be actually some team that I think will be dumb enough to give Bell all that money that he wants. So it got me thinking to a, you know another running back that's going to be out there in free agency. Everyone knows what Kareem Hunt did with his domestic violence thing. He obviously res- responded the wrong way in that situation. But I was thinking, honest, in all honesty... I would rather get Kareem Hunt in this free agency than Le'Veon Bell, and I'll tell you why. Now, this is not saying that Kareem Hunt is better than Le'Veon Bell. That is not what I'm trying to argue here. The main reason is his cost. Le'Veon Bell is going to demand a lot of money in free agency. He wants to to be the highest-paid running back in the NFL. And like I previously stated, I don't feel a running back is worth that much money anymore. And you look at Kareem Hunt, 
after what he did, he'll almost take any opportunity. He's going to be taking a small contract, and he really can't be picky at this point to where he wants to go. This is a perfect opportunity for a team to buy low on him. He's still a running back that's very young. He's got a lot of legs under him. He's younger than Le'Veon Bell, too, by at least, what, three to four years? Now, I'm already well aware of the negative that comes with getting Kareem Hunt, and that's with all the media backlash. That's going to come from getting him after his domestic abuse scandal. Yes, what he did was wrong, but you have to put in perspective, people make mistakes. And it's not as bad as, you know, people make it seem. Yes, what he did was wrong. He reacted horribly to what the situation was giving him. But come on, it wasn't like it was the Ray Rice situation where he literally jawed who would turn out to be his future wife right in the face. Honestly, I feel over time people will forget about it. It will always be in the back of some people's minds and other people will keep talking about it no matter what happens. You know, I still remember Vic getting a lot of backlash you know, even at the end of his career, I think at one when he was a backup quarterback for Steelers at the end of his career, there was like people outside training camp like protesting him still for his uh, dogfighting scandal all the way back in like 06. And yes, what Vic did was wrong as well. But come on, people have done a lot worse. I feel less people remember about Ray Lewis murdering someone than they do about Michael Michael Vick and his dogfighting scandal. And to top it all off, Michael Vick paid his debt to society. He spent two years in prison while Ray Lewis roamed free and, you know, got a statue in Baltimore. But, you know, this is kind of getting off topic here off of Kareem Hunt. But I guess what I was getting with that is that people have done a lot worse in the NFL, and they've come back and have received less backlash from it. And I think that people will forget about what Kareem Hunt did as well, and he deserves a second chance. And I just want to reiterate so people don't get, you know, they get their feelings hurt. Domestic violence is wrong. It, You know, what Kareem Hunt and Ray Rice did was terrible, and, you know, not get all the dog people sensitive. My, what Michael Vick did was terrible as well. I love dogs. But that's just how I feel about it. So, yeah, back to Kareem Hunt. Still young. He's he's coming off two very good seasons with the Chiefs. And unlike Le'Veon Bell, you're going to get him for almost no money at all. He's going to take any chance that's given to him. And because of that, he most likely won't be a prima donna like Bell. Bell in the last few seasons has proven to be a problem in the locker room, and that's just not something I feel you want to deal with as a team, especially when you're paying a guy the money that he wants. In conclusion, it'll be very interesting to see what happens to those two elite running backs in free agency. I'd like to thank everyone who listened to this podcast. Uh, please hit those subscribe buttons on iTunes. I'm also now on Google Play as well. Also, leave some comments wherever you see the link from, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'd love to see some feedback, and I'd love to discuss uh, these topics I discussed on this show. Until next time, it's your boy Johnny Clutch. Peace out.